You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm Kenny Ortiz. This is Theology for the Rest of Us coming at you from beautiful Central Florida. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for being a part of the audience of this podcast. I know I say it frequently. That's because I mean it wholeheartedly. Thank you so much for for listening and allowing me to have a voice in your life. This is episode 230, and I'm going to answer the question, what is an evangelical? Um, this may seem obvious to a lot of people, um, but I've had a couple conversations recently that led me to believe that not everyone fully understands what is an evangelical. Um, and I've gotten a bunch of questions in my inbox that sort of are dependent upon people knowing what actually is an evangelical. So I figured I would uh, I would do an episode just kind of covering the idea of an evangelical just so that in future episodes, whenever, uh, whenever this comes up, I can point people back and just say, hey, go listen to episode 230. That explains what an evangelical is rather than having to actually explain it every single time it comes up uh, in future episodes. I have noticed that lots of people use the term evangelical when they actually should be using the term Protestant. Um, a lot of people have been using those those terms, those two words synonymous or interchangeably, um, and that is actually an error. That that is a flaw. Those two words don't mean the same thing. Uh, let me explain. The the within within the broad spectrum of Christianity, you've got three main genres of Christianity. You've got uh, Catholicism, which many people are, are very familiar with. You've got Eastern Orthodoxy or the Eastern Orthodox Church, uh, which is popular in some parts of Eastern Europe and Russia, uh, a few spots in Northern Africa. Um, so you have the the Orthodox genre of Christianity. Um, and then you've got this third genre, which is the newest of the three uh, main genres. You have Protestantism. Uh, Protestantism or being a Protestant uh, really started, uh, really has its roots in the Reformation, uh, which was a, a an incredible movement that took place in the 1500s. Um, up to that point, the Catholic Church, the Roman Catholic Church, more specifically, was the was the the dominant kind of genre of Christianity in the world. And there was a segment of Christians that wanted to reform Christianity, really wanted to kind of break away from the Catholic Church. And they started a whole new segment uh, of, of Christianity and all different new types of churches. Um, and they were protesting against the Catholic Church. Um, so they would often be called Protestant, which literally means, you know, protesting or one who protests. So they were the, the, pro, the protesting ones. Um, and they were seeking to bring a reformation to the church and they really didn't in a lot of ways uh they, they made significant reforms to christianity and to the world and so many christians who were also protestant who had been you know who had broken away from the catholic church or were protesting the catholic church were frequently frequently referred to as reformed so the word reformed and the word protestant were often used synonymously or interchangeably um, be, because they kind of uh, uh, they kind of referred to the same group of people people who were protesting the Catholic Church or who were who had embraced this new reformed genre of Christianity um, now today fast forward 500 years because of the evolution of language and culture um, those words don't quite mean what they once did so we don't really use the word reformed and Protestant interchangeably today the way we used to because they 
because they don't really mean the same thing anymore. Um, uh, so r- really, when we're referring to the genre of Christian that is not Catholic, it's the Protestant genre. Um, now, within the Protestant movement, there is a there is a subsect that we would refer to as evangelical. You can be Protestant but not be evangelical. If you're evangelical, you're going to be Protestant for the most part. There are some people that would make the argument that you can be evangelical and be a part of Eastern Orthodoxy, but that's a whole other long conversation for another day. Um, for the most part, if you are evangelical, you are also Protestant. But you can be Protestant and not be evangelical, right? Protestant's kind of the bigger, the bigger camp. And within Protestantism, you've got different genre, different subgenres and different sort of different circles within Protestantism. Um, evangelicalism is one circle within Protestantism. And so what you have a lot of people within our culture saying, calling people evangelical, they're actually not evangelical, they're actually Protestant. Um, the news does this quite a bit. We, so we just came out of a we just came out of an election with Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, and you've got news outlets, you know, CNN, Fox News, whatever, that are going around saying evangelicals voted this percentage voted for Donald Trump, this percentage voted for Hillary Clinton, this percentage voted third party, whatever. Um, and what they're actually doing is they they are they are using the word evangelical for a group of people that actually are not evangelical. Um, so you, you have people saying, you know, 80 or 90% of the people voted for Donald Trump, e, you know, 90% of evangelicals voted for Donald Trump, whatever, that's the number that's been thrown out there, uh, thrown out there by different news outlets. Um, but it's actually not true. It's actually 90 some percent of people that really should be labeled Protestant. Um, because evangelicalism is a much smaller segment. I think it's kind of funny sometimes when people say, oh, there's, you know, a hundred million, 150 million evangelicals in the United States. And when you actually do the math and you actually start looking at the surveys, you realize very quickly that number, the actual number of evangelicals in the United States isn't even close to that ginormous number of 100 million or 150 million, um, it's not even close to that. It's significantly smaller than that. So what is an evangelical and how many are there in the United States actually? Um, An evangelical is basically someone who uh, actually believes the word of God, um, believes its message and allows that message to impact his or her personal life. I'm um, gonna give you a couple things that typically evangelicals are are embracing: uh, the deity of Christ, right? Like Jesus Christ wasn't just a really good human; he wasn't a good, just a good teacher, um, but he was actually divine. He was God. He came down from heaven in the form of a man. The deity of Christ, very important to evangelicals. And uh, so, some of may be thinking: are, are there Christians that that? Are rejecting that? Yes. Tragically, unfortunately, there are some people within the Protestant movement that have uh, that have gone liberal on that. They have liberated against that. They've rejected that. Um, that re- that really started in the mid 1800s. I talked about this extensively in episode 229 um, about the rise of fundamentalism as a counterbalance or a counter movement to liberalism within uh, theological circles. And there are segments of Protestants today, churches that would deny the deity of Christ. Um, the, another thing that evangelicals typically are going to embrace are things like the virgin birth. That Jesus was indeed born of a virgin, um, and that he 
that he physically died and that he physically rose from the dead. Those are things that evangelicals hold to. And again, you're saying, don't all Christians hold to that? Tragically, unfortunately, the answer is no. Some Christians, people who call themselves Christians, have begun to reject that. Um, obviously, of course, there is an argument to be made that maybe they're not really Christians, but maybe that's a different topic for a different episode. Um, other things that evangelicals are typically going to embrace. Um, the Bible is the word of God. It's not just good words coming from smart people. It isn't just a nice instruction manual that came from some people that lived back in the day. It is actually the word of God. God inspired humans to write it and that they wrote it in a way that it was inerrant. The Bible is in is without error. It is inerrant. Um, doesn't have any mistakes in it. That is a typical evangelical truth or a truth that evangelicals are going to embrace. Uh, evangelicals are typically going to be committed to their Christian faith in their daily lives or in, in their lives over the course of, of time, in their personal lives, their faith is a big part of their life and their faith actually governs and informs how they make decisions. Um, it's not just this one compartment of their life, but it's a part of their life that bleeds into the rest of their life. That when they're living their lives day in and day out, when they're making decisions, uh, the gospel, the truth in the scripture is actually going to influence how they make decisions on a daily basis basis. Um, these are sort of the, you know, th these are the, the kind of the mainstays of evangelicalism. Um, and then the other thing that's really important for evangelicals is the importance of spreading the message. Um, the idea that we believe the gospel, the truth that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven, that he died for our sins and he rose from the dead, that Christ is the way to be saved, to be rescued. We believe that truth and we want other people to believe that truth. Um, there are some Christians that would say, you should believe it, but you shouldn't try to spread it. Um, and evangelicals would reject that. We, we as evangelicals would say, um, I'm, I'm in the camp of evangelical. Uh, we would say that, no, we believe the gospel and we are committed to spreading the gospel message and, and encouraging and challenging other people to, uh, to embrace the gospel as truth and to reject all other faith and all other religions. So those are some of the things there are among certain, you know, experts and scholars and theologians. There's some nuance even within, you know, things like inerrancy um, and things like, you know, uh, the gospel. And th there are some nuance and disagreement. There's room for disagreement. It's not totally black and white. There is some gray involved in determining what is an evangelical and what is not. There are some uh, anthropologists and scholars out there that will kind of add to the list. Uh, but for the most part, these are the basic things that evangelicals kind of hold to. Uh, the, the Bible is the word of God. It is inerrant. It has truth that is applicable to our lives committed to the Christian faith, um, allowing it to actually govern our daily lives and how we make decisions, um, embracing truths in the scripture like Jesus is indeed divine. He is God. He was born of a virgin, physically died, physically rose from the dead, um, and then being committed to the fact that Christ is the only way to heaven and being committed to getting other people to believe the same thing and to embrace that truth. That is basically what an evangelical actually is. And when you actually do the studies, uh, one of the best studies was done uh, a few years ago by a guy named George Barna and the Barna Research Organization. I'll put a link in the show notes uh, for this episode uh, to some of the articles and essays they produce. But when you actually start surveying people and actually asking them, you know, how, uh, do you actually 
embrace these things. Are you an actual evangelical? We find out that that the best estimate of, of how many actual evangelicals are they are in the United States, it's really at best only eight or nine percent of the American population. My guess it's maybe even slightly lower than that, uh, based on my kind of subjective observe observe uh, observations of the world, my own kind of anecdotal evidence. I think it's less than that, but that's kind of what the stats show: eight to nine percent of actual evangelical. Um, and when you go to other other Western countries, it's significantly less than that. You go to places like. Italy, and it's significantly less than 1%, and lots of other you know, places where Christianity once was dominant, um, evangelicalism is very small. Um, so in my mind, evangelicalism is, this is going to sound really kind of obstinate and, and, and sort of arrogant, but it is the kind of true version of Christianity. Like if, you, if you begin to denounce or reject some of these truths, uh, you refuse to embrace them, you don't really have Orthodox Christianity. You don't have traditional Christianity anymore. You have this kind of new version of religion that you've kind of made up. If you if you are denying that Christ is God, you're de- you're if you're denying His divinity, you don't have Christianity. You have a different form of religion. Um, if you're denying the virgin birth or the inerrancy of the Scripture, you don't have Christianity. You've taken away one of the essential parts. Um, it, it would be like having an automobile and taking away the engine and saying, it's still a car. Well, you would say, not really, because now you got to push it. That's not really a car. You would say, well, no, it is a car still, because it looks like a car. Yeah, but it doesn't have one of the most fundamental pieces that a car should have, which is an engine. So you don't have an automobile anymore. You've got something different altogether, right? Like if someone says, oh, I've got a tricycle and they take away one of the wheels and they say, it's a tricycle. You say, well, it's only got two wheels. That's a bicycle. And he said, no, no, no. It still looks like a tricycle. Well, but it's not because it doesn't have three wheels. Like, no, no, it's a tricycle. Like that's what people are doing with Christianity. They're, they're taking away key fundamental pieces of it and then saying it's still Christianity. And those of us who are, who are holding to the traditional, trying to conserve the traditional orthodox views that Christians have held, that have held for 2,000 years, when we're holding to those things, um, we have some of the more liberal wings of Protestantism coming to us saying, no, 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 that's false. Um, you don't have to embrace those things. And we're saying, well, that you don't, what you have left is no longer Christianity. You've got a tricycle with only two wheels. It's not a tricycle anymore. Um, and and that's where we stand. That, that is ultimately what an evangelical is. An evangelical is someone who is committed to the to the inerrant scripture, the message inside the inerrant scripture that Christ is God, that he came to planet Earth, born of a virgin, physically died for our sins, and then overcame death by physically raising from the dead, that he is the only way to salvation, that only by putting your faith in Christ can you be saved, and we are committed to to that truth governing our lives, and we're committed to spreading that truth to everyone we come in contact with. That is what an evangelical actually is, someone who is committed to the actual truths of the gospel and committed to spreading the truths of the gospel to other people. There are lots of people going around calling themselves evangelical, or there's lots of news stations out there labeling certain people evangelical. But when you actually look at their lifestyle and actually consider what they actually believe and embrace, you come to realize they're actually not evangelical at all. They're, they're something different altogether. 
Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hope it's helpful and informative for you. If you have any questions about anything I said or you want me to bring clarity, feel free to shoot me an email or tweet at me. Or if you have a question or a topic that you want me to address in a future episode of the podcast, even if it's completely unrelated to this one, uh, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email or tweet at me. The email address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Or my Twitter handle, which is at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. Hey, if you're loving a podcast, do me a huge favor. Head on over to iTunes, leave us a five-star rating and a great review. Those reviews are a big, big help to the show because they help us reach more people. Thanks again for listening. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.